Craig Ballantyne. Welcome to the David Nurse Show. This has been a long time coming, man. How are we doing? How are you today on this? this I am this, amazing, and I'm super excited to be here, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Is it the perfect day, though? Let me ask you that. Are you having the perfect day? I'm having a really, really, really great day. Okay, good. Preparing for a hurricane tonight, but a really great day today. Whoa. Is that thing coming? Where are you exactly? Uh, yeah, so I, live in Can- I live in Cancun. We're going to get the edge of Hurricane Ian before it goes to Cuba and then Florida. So we're going to get thunderstorms tonight, not the real thing, just the warm-up show, and then everybody else is going to get the real thing. Man. And, and you just said, I, I like how you subtly just dropped that in there. I live in Cancun. Like, you're doing what everybody says they want to do. Like, when, when me and my wife go to Hawaii, to Maui, we're like, why don't we just live here? Like, what? And they're like, nah, we can't. Like, people can't live where they go on vacation. You're doing we, it. We go Respect. out to a place. Respect. You know, we try and go to places every week. You know, we went to two or three uh, restaurants. Last week, I had a mastermind down here, so we went to a bunch more uh, than regular. But we always try and go to somewhere every week. And I said to my wife, listen, they say that that Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, but look around. Cancun is the yeah. happiest place on earth. Everybody's – so, like, you know, when everybody listening to this, you go, to, you go to a restaurant in your hometown, and people are generally in a good mood. But in Cancun, everybody's in the greatest mood when you go to a restaurant because everybody here is on a you know once in a lifetime vacation or once a year vacation, and it's it's the happiest place on earth. I, I agree. Okay, Disney World is definitely not the happiest place on earth. In theory, it sounds good, but once you wait in line for forty five minutes, you're not so happy. Yeah. It's kind of like L.A. Like it sounds all great, and I love it. There's a lot of great things about it, but when you're on the four hundred five in traffic, it's not the happiest. So. One of the first places that my, my wife and I went for a date before we got married was Disneyland, right? We spent the day there. And at the end of the day, after spending, you know, doing at least six, maybe eight 45-minute lineups, we were like, mm. wow, we had a great time. Yeah. Like, I could have I waited in line 60 minutes for each ride. You know, we just had such a good time. And I was like, okay, that, that's a good relationship test right there. That is a really good relationship test. And I think that is credit to your mindset, too, which we're going to dive into. Because when you said that, I'm automatically thinking, you waited 60 minutes to ride Peter Pan? Like, no. But <laughs> we'll get into that. All right, before we jump into we're going to talk about the perfect day, how to build the perfect day, the morning routine, so much more. But before we dive in, start us off with a bang. Something maybe not the audience, people don't really know about. You could be something different. Like you love bird watching on Tuesday afternoons in Cancun, <laughs> whatever. Let's see. Let's see. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think just going back to what we talked about before is we left Canada for Cancun um, and we had our Man. baby here in Cancun. Oh. So our, our daughter is Mexicana. She has two passports already, Canadian and Mexican. And we're on track to get our Mexican passports down here as well. I love it. I was just in Toronto last night, flew home last night from oh, Canada. Wow. Nice. Already getting freezing cold and raining up there. So I, yeah, I had a, a client come down from Montreal last week, and he said the same thing. And I was like, man, that's crazy. How did you do it? How did you just decide, like, hey, like, we're going to uproot. We're leaving family. We're doing this thing. Well, you know, there was a, a few factors with all the pandemic stuff and, and um, you know, Mexico being a pretty free place to kind of come and do your thing. And we, you know, my wife was five or six months pregnant, and a friend of mine did have his baby here in, in Cancun the year before he's actually back to have a second child here. He's, he's an American guy. And when your child is born in certain countries, whether it's Canada, the United States, Mexico, Costa Rica, the child is immediately granted citizenship. And I'm a believe big believer in options and insurance policies. Yeah. 
And so having a second passport is an insurance policy in time in strange times. For example, during COVID, as an American, you were restricted to traveling to about 30 countries. Now there was, you know, kind of sort of good reasons for limiting travel, but your amazing American passport became very restricted. But if you had a second passport, you could travel more freely should you wanted to. So it's just stuff like that is something that a lot of people don't think about. And it's actually something I spend a lot of time thinking about because the number one thing that I spend time thinking about is making sure that my family is safe, happy, healthy, and protected. I love it, man. That's the most important thing that you will say on this podcast or anybody Mm -hmm. will say on this podcast. So what you're saying is when me and my wife decide to start having kids, we should have that kid in Italy. So we can go uh, to Italy you certainly, So I'm not sure if Italy grants um, passports like that. There's only certain countries that do it. So I'm not sure if Italy does. Do you, but Italy is actually, side note, um, Italy is actually <laughs> a fairly easy passport for you to get if you had grandparents, great-grandparents, et cetera, who, were born, uh, who have an Italian passport. Greg, I looked into this so deep, being a basketball player and trying to get dual passports to play internationally as a, a local. And let's just say, like, I think my my like my bloodline was here before Christopher Columbus. I couldn't find anything. I literally yeah, think same they were me, born man. in Iowa in the 1200s. <laughs> yeah, my, my Canadian families have uh, <laughs> been there for forever, ever, it seems. All right, we got to get into this because the, the perfect yeah. day. I love this. I, like this is what everybody's searching for is a life rhythm, a pace. And when you see that, you're like, perfect day. Well, can it really exist? Like, eh, it sounds too good to be true, Craig. So break this down. How can we achieve our perfect day? Yeah, and so I know when some people are thinking, oh, perfect day, you know, sitting on the beach, having a couple of margaritas. No, that's the perfect margarita formula. But we're talking about the perfect day formula, which is the day that is designed to move you really far towards your big goals and dreams. Yeah. And it's a day where it all comes together. And by your planning and preparation, you're able to overcome obstacles that would otherwise hold most people back. And so that you've optimized it, structured it in a way that you just get so much done. And then you also have been so disciplined and structured during the day that you freed up time for night at night for what really matters, whether it's family, faith, fitness, whatever it is, your hobbies, the things that a lot of people put in the past once they hit a certain age, no perfect day can include everything. So it, it really comes down with you knowing exactly what matters. I I have this little phrase that goes like this, your values and vision drive every decision, your values and your vision drive every decision. And so if you know what your straight line to success is, then you have perfect days that keep you on that straight line of success and you don't have detours. Okay, so question for you. What sounds better, paying $7,000 for a huge sauna that you probably don't have space for or $5.99 for one that you can transport and take wherever you want? Hmm, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Higher Dose. Let me introduce you to that name. I have been using it for a couple years now, actually. And it's literally my secret to taking high-powered naps. It's a sauna I can have in my apartment. I don't have room for a big, massive sauna, but I do for higher dose. And what are the benefits of higher dose sauna blanket? You kind of wrap yourself up in a cocoon. And I'm telling you, like my naps, oh, like 10 to 15 minutes off the charts. Enhances deep relaxation, improves circulation, Promotes glowing skin, burns calories, encourages detoxification, 
pain relief, higher energy levels, reduces stress, promotes better sleep, everything that Asana does, but in a blanket that's very affordable, that you can put anywhere. Higher Dose. Yeah, check out higherdose.com code for you for listening to this podcast, David15 for 15% off higherdose.com. Let me know how you're liking it, how your naps are going, or just chilling in it. It's amazing. Go check it out. Get your sauna on today. So let's even get, let's die. I love it. Let's dive into the details of, of all of it. Because I know people are thinking like, oh, but Craig, I have kids. I have a job where I have to do this. I work the night shift. Let's first start off with the morning. What does the morning look like? Give us some tools that you've seen in your own life or you've seen from successful people that have really helped them hone in on this perfect day from the morning aspect. Absolutely. And so I have this little 3C formula in the in the perfect day. And the first one is control what you can. Now we have the greatest control over our mornings. We control what time we get up. We control the attitude we have when we get up. We control what we work on first thing in the morning. We control what we eat, how we nourish our bodies, whether we give ourselves caffeine and sugar, whether we give ourselves protein, a little bit of caffeine, uh, you know, the optimal approach to the day. And so we have great control. And in fact, the what most people need to understand is that, yeah, you can wake up with great intentions in the morning, but unless you've planned properly the night before, the day before, then you're not going to have the perfect morning. So planning and preparation in, in today's afternoon makes tomorrow's morning absolutely amazing. And so you need to figure out what the best time is for you to get up. And then what I have seen in most successful people is that they don't have long morning routines. Instead, they get right down to business because yeah. there's a guy named Steven Pink who wrote a book called uh, When, The Scientific Perfect Time to Do Anything. I forget the exact subtitle, but he shows that we have the greatest discipline, willpower, and intention first thing in the morning. You have your discipline, your it's willpower, true. intention first thing in the morning, and then like muscle energy, like in a game of basketball, it gets depleted over time. So, you know, it's, I try, I say that God has this funny little joke, you know, he gives us a lot of discipline in the morning and no discipline at night. And he gives us chocolate cake at night and, you know, brand, <laughs> brand cereal in the morning. Right. And so, you know, yeah. it's like, Hey, can you give me some of that discipline at night? So, so That's in the, funny. but in the morning, a lot of people spend time on these long morning routines that kind of hold them back. You know, they, they do their long workouts, they watch motivational YouTube videos, they scroll, they snooze. They, you know, they do all of these things. I call them perverse forms of procrastination because a lot of them sound good, but they eat up your discipline, willpower, and intention. And so by the time that somebody actually gets down to what really matters in their career, their business, whatever, they've lost that willpower. And now they're much more prone to going and looking at social media. Now, had they gotten up and attacked their number one problem or opportunity first thing in the morning when they had the greatest discipline, willpower, and attention, and they planned for that the night before, that's when you really raise your performance and you're able to move ahead. And so, you know, I've been a, a struggling personal trainer who woke up at 4.30 in the morning to work 15 minutes on his online business, and that's what set me free. And I've been an online uh, business owner with multiple businesses, really, really busy, who woke up early in the morning and worked on my books for 15 minutes. And I was, that's how I was able to write three best-selling books and so on and so forth, so that I was able to, every single morning, despite the rest of the day being really busy, I was able to get a victory first thing in the day. Hmm. And it doesn't matter how crazy the rest of the day gets because you've won the morning and that's when you win the day. Love it. Discipline equals freedom is what you're hitting mm -hmm. on there. That's so good. Now, 
here's the the flip side of this. So people will also think, well, okay, well, I, I get so much done in the morning. I have my morning, and and then it's two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Do I have to keep working? Like a lot, I think a lot of people put shame on themselves. They feel bad if they if they aren't just working and going and going and going. And I was actually with a good friend in Toronto who's a Hall of Fame speaker, and he was just like, no, dude, I have time. Like, I just know what I do well. I speak, and I'm not trying to do eight zillion things to just fill my time. Like, how do we detach from that mindset of like, okay, if I want to work till noon and then enjoy the rest, like, I don't have to give in to this continue hamster wheel type of lifestyle that society's putting yeah. on us. So, you know, one of my favorite feelings in the world it's getting a great night's sleep on cozy and comfortable sheets and blankets. And for me and my wife, that is absolutely cozy earth. Cozy earth, comfort, more comfortable than cotton. It's made from bamboo. And get this, it has been featured on Oprah's favorites list. Oprah, yeah, favorites list for the last four years in a row. They even give a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try them out for 100 nights, and if you don't like it, you get fully refunded. It's high quality, so cozy, so comfy, you won't want to get out of bed. And now I teach people to get just jump out of bed. But with Cozy Earth, you ain't going to want to get out of bed. And what they're doing for my listeners is incredible. Never been done before. 40% off. Are you kidding me? 40% off? If you go to Cozy Earth, C-O-Z-Y, Earth, dot com and enter the code David Nurse forty at checkout. That is David Nurse forty. You will get forty percent off the best covers, the best sheets you've ever had in your life. Trust me, you will absolutely love these. You'll probably be sleeping in the next time I do a podcast. Check them out, cozyearth.com, David Nurse forty for your special discount. It's a great, it's a great point. And, you know, so I was a personal trainer for a long time. And if you take, if you're a professional personal trainer, you take a look at most people's workouts, they're full of fluff, right? You yeah. know, like, do you really need to do four sets instead of two or three sets? Do you really need to do six exercises instead of three or four exercises? There's a lot of fluff. It's a lot of redundancy and a lot of it is irrelevant to the long-term gains. And in fact, if you train too much, you get overuse injury, which holds you back. Very similar to our daily productivity. Let's take a look at what you're doing. Let's 80, 20 it, right? Because you get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts as your mm-hmm. hall of fame uh, speaker friend probably knows. And so <laughs> it's figure out what really matters, what really drives the needle in our business and in our lives and attack that early and as early as possible in the morning with when there is few and very little distractions and you'll get so much done. There's a guy named Russell Brunson who's very famous in the internet marketing world, and he claims that my system, Perfect Day Formula, helped him get an eight-hour workday done in two hours because it allowed him to do it without distraction, super focused, cut the fluff, and also building up that say-no muscle, the power of saying oh, no to yeah. things and good, not good, doing good. a million things. Man, that's, that's a game changer because at the end of the day, it's a small number of things that really matter. And you can yeah. cut the fluff and be done at two or three. And then then you have to live your life. Yeah. Go into that part. I want to know about the recharge in the afternoon. Because you talked about at the start, like, the things that actually matter. And you even teased us with a little chocolate cake at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you plan your day to make sure that you do get a recharge? Because I can feel it, like, in the days where I don't set a certain time of when me and my wife are going to shut it down, the closing time, I'll check mm-hmm. text messages or I'll check emails, and then I'm just, I'm drained the next day. So how can we yeah. best 
recharge. Well, I mean, this is the same way that a game of basketball is played, right? What's in basketball? There are boundaries. There are boundaries. There are lines nice. that are that indicate specific rules. Boundaries. Ball goes out. There's boundaries and time, and we use, we need to use that mindset, the boundaries and the deadlines of sports, and apply that to our daily life. For example, what we have in in our life is we have a reverse alarm time. So an hour before bed, we have an alarm that goes off that says, Hey, you shut down all your electronics and you do old school activities. Like you talk to your spouse, you get ready for the next day, you read, you take a bath, you do meditation, whatever it is that allows you to wind down for the day. And then we have a cutoff time for our work where we do our end of day planning and prepare the next morning. So there's another boundary in there. And I have boundaries for taking calls. I only do these types of podcasts and stuff between two and four o'clock in the afternoon because that is my talk time, whereas my morning time is my creative time, productive time. And so you put all these boundaries in place and with deadlines, it actually forces you to be more productive. So it's kind of a combination of what your friend was telling you. you know, he's done it two or three and doesn't feel like doing more. But what if you forced yourself to be done at two or three or four o'clock and you weren't able to work until seven, eight or nine? It would make you a more productive person. It would make you a more disciplined, more focused. It would focus. It would force you to cut the fluff. And so that's what we're looking for. And so when you um, need to harness the power of public accountability or accountability to appear, someone you don't want to disappoint, you say, hey, listen, I'm going to be off my phone at 6 o'clock tonight. I'm going to jump in the pool for 15 minutes with my kids. I'm going to give them quality time. Then I'm going to you know, prepare dinner. Then I'm going to give them a bath. I'm not jumping back on my phone at all. So if you find me liking something on Facebook or commenting on Instagram or whatever it is, or you know, scrolling mm. through TikTok somehow, you got to call me out on it. And when you have that accountability to somebody you deeply do not want to disappoint, then you will really move mountains in your life and change your habits, which allow you to get that recovery time and so also, also that deep connection time. Craig, that is beautiful. Because you know what? Like, I respect the people more who are not always available, you know? And then if you start just responding right away to emails or, let's say, I think there's so much power in having one day being Sabbath. Like, God created the earth in six days, not seven for a reason. And if you're always responding to emails and stuff, people think you're, oh, he's always available. We can just always get a hold of David. And it drives you nuts, and it also loses your respect with others. So it's a win-win if you set your boundaries. But that one word that you said is so hard to say, no. Do you have any tools or tactics that you use? Or is it just like getting practice? It's just like a muscle. Just like practicing. It, it is. Hey, hey, just let's do it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and so you, you know, you're a speaker. I've done some speaking. And for a long time, I was saying yes to every speaking engagement. And, you know, for example, there was one that was like the, the inflection point. It was, you know, somebody said, hey, listen, come down to this thing. It's called Paleo FX. It's in Austin, Texas. It's three days. You're going to meet a lot of people. We'll pay you 2500 bucks in your airfare. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, sure, whatever. That sounds great. And like, who knows who I'll meet there. And then, but then I, you know, I added up. So it's like I got paid $2,500 for three days. I sat in an airplane for six hours, you know, because there was a connecting flight. And by the time you do it, it's like, man, that's minimum wage. I can't do that anymore. So then I started like putting a zero on every speaking engagement, which meant yeah. I got like no speaking engagements, but it allowed it, 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 you know, when I first said no to like the 5,000 or $10,000 speaking engagement, I was like, man, am I really saying no to this? But it actually right. helped improve my personal life and improved my business because I actually, I didn't uproot myself for three days. And so, yeah, you learn to get better. 
And the, the one trick that I give to people is to use the Oprah mindset. Because if you think about it, who is one of the most in-demand people in the world? Like who, if, if people could say, like, I can yeah. just get a minute with one person, you know, most people are probably going to pick Oprah, especially most women. Now, mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey has a billion, two billion people who want a minute of her time. Does she say yes to any of those people? No, Oprah is Nopra. Nopra, she's the <laughs> queen of saying no, right? And so it's like if Oprah can say no to all these people who want a minute of her time, because when she says no, that allows her to go and do the bigger things like start her own television network and interview people at the highest level and do things that get dozens of millions of views, right? Man, I see how she's playing this game. She's playing this game for the big results, not the, you know, the yeah. doing everything for everybody. And so everybody needs to take that Nopra mindset and think about if, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if Oprah was running your business, would she be doing the things that you do on a daily basis? Like Oprah didn't do the lighting. She didn't do the catering. She didn't make sure the guests got picked up at the airport. No, she gave that to somebody else. And Oprah did what only Oprah could do. And even if you're a lawyer or you're an accountant, like you were put here on this earth because you have great skills, great talent, and great experience in those things. And you shouldn't be mowing your lawn and blowing your snow and you know doing your yep. laundry and all of those things. And that's okay. A lot of people have a really hard time with that. You know, paying yeah. somebody else because I came from a farm background, right? Like I grew up on a farm, and my mom still has no idea what I do in my yeah. business. And when she <laughs> finds out that somebody else cuts our lawn, she's like. <laughs> How on earth could you do that? Right. But but I wasn't put here on this earth to do that. And you weren't put here on this earth to do that. So if you spend an hour or two or three doing kind of ten dollar an hour tasks and it takes you away from your hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollar an hour tasks, that's a bad use of your time. And you need to be have a little more NOPRA in your life. Craig, that is so good. Everybody, run that section back. It's so funny too, man. I just had the conversation with my mom about cutting grass. I was like, well, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna mow my lawn. I mean, that's time given up. Someone could do that for fifty bucks. Like, yeah, you know, that, that, that's the production piece. Production and being efficient does not equal okay. You have to put in eighty hour weeks. You have to do this. No, I think people need to do a better job of understanding of. Where, how are you going to use your time to leverage it the best? Like if I'm working minimum wage at McDonald's, it's going to take me a long time to make a lot of money. But if I look at building relationships and, okay, I'm in the real estate game and I get this one big hit and it sells for, uh, I get a million on the cut, that's so much more beneficial long-term for your time than it is just putting in like just hour after hour after hour after hour. Exactly. Dude, so good. Okay, so what happens when you have a bad day because you just like everything in your persona is like dude gets it he's on the flow he's got his guidelines his routines he's just killing life like what happens when you're off yeah it's a great question it's well what is what happens when you're playing a basketball game and the other team goes on a 20 and 0 run like do you give up do you quit do you say hey can i get a restart no you gotta you gotta keep going and you look yeah. at those teams that had the greatest comebacks they probably go back yeah. to basics they get back on track with their plan, with their system, you know, they uplift their energy. And that's the same thing that we need to do. Whether you wake up in the morning and your, you know, your, your house is flooded or whether you wake up in the morning and the power is out, you, you look at what your plan was and then you adjust accordingly and you get back on track. Now, if you start your plan and then all of a sudden something happens and it takes you off your plan, we have to look at ourselves as professionals. 
And when we're watching that basketball game and we're a fan of that team that's down 20 points, we expect them to perform as professionals, right? Like everybody listening to this has watched a game where they're like, man, these guys got to get back into it. We fully expect them to be professional. And as professionals in basketball, their job is to win the game. And so you need to use that same mentality for yourself. When my day starts to go bad, I'm a professional. And a professional athlete doesn't start snapping at his teammates, although I, I heard that Tom Brady might have recently done that. But you know, in most <laughs> cases, it's probably not helpful. And, no, and you're not Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's probably helpful when the team comes together. And that's what you expect when you're watching the game. And that's what you got to expect from yourself. So you don't snap. Instead, you just look at, here's the problem. How can we take the first step to fixing it? And, and that's, the same, that's the same question you ask when you have an opportunity is when you have a problem. What's the first step? What's the first step? You got an 800-pound uh, elephant problem. What's the first step? One bite at a time, right? It's yep. the old cliches go. And so I always ask my clients, what is the first step that you can do right now to get back on track, to get you a quick victory? Because when you get a quick victory... It releases dopamine in the body, much like when you get a like on your post, that releases dopamine in the body. But this is a good hit of dopamine. And when you have that, that quick victory, then you get a little bit of momentum, and now you have motivation to keep going back. And you know, so I, I guess like the comeback that comes to mind is Tom Brady, right? In that Super Bowl, I remember, I, I, don't, I don't really watch sports anymore, and that was like the last one that I kind of paid attention to. But, and, and where I was... It was like, I go to bed really early. And so I went to bed at halftime when Tom Brady was down like 30 points. And I woke up the next day and I saw that Tom Brady had won the game. And he, you know, he didn't score 35 points in one play. He scored seven, he scored seven, he scored seven, he scored seven. And it was just every, you know, they were just doing what they were supposed to be doing. Whereas the other team, they started to melt down and they started to do everything that you shouldn't do. And they let their day get off track. So you know, there's, there's so many parallels between pro sports yeah. and the way That's, that we need to be productive and successful. I love it that you used that story because I just recently looked up the biggest comebacks of all time because I was talking to somebody how important halftime in your day is. Like, that's why they have yeah. halftime in sports. How the first half of your day go, assess it, understand what you can do to improve it to the second half. And that's just what halftime is in sports. And Wes Welker literally said in an interview, it's like, we just took it one play at a time. You can have a long so, plan. So cheesy and such a cliche, right? But, I know. But what else can you do? Yeah, it has to be one step. One mm -hmm. step. You can look so far in advance, but if you don't take that one step, and we can throw every single cliche, cheesy line there is, but guess what? It's cliche for a reason. Yeah, it's true. Craig, this is amazing, man. This is amazing. I go on and on and on and on, but we're going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. Okay. Quick answers, whatever comes to your mind first, shoot them out there. What has been, when you think about it, what has been like the literally the, the favorite single day, perfect day of your life? Just paint that picture for us. And you'll probably say your wedding day, but whatever. It couldn't be that, but paint it out there. Yeah. First kiss with my wife was great. Wedding day was great. Birth of my daughter was great. I mean, cutting the cord was amazing. But her baptism, Ooh. I mean, I just lost nice, it because... Man. You know, the, the, the pastor said that she was called to be here. And I, I mean, I started crying and man, it was it, it truly was the greatest moment of my life because uh, I waited until later in life to have kids. And so my mom's pretty old and 
Um, you know, she had been waiting so long. She had my she had my sister's little dress that my sister got baptized in 50 years ago to for the I mean, it was just wild. So I mean, that's the greatest moment in my life. That's awesome, man. And we didn't even talk about that. But that that see, that's the reason right there too. the main reason why you can stay so calm no matter what storm comes and you can stay like your day is like you want to get like how driven that you are is because of your faith same for me too the pressure is not on us god's taking and lifting that pressure off we know he has that plan for us and we can just live in the day to day so we didn't really hit on that man but you just opened it up so i had to hit on it yeah love absolutely. that love that okay how do you can grow being a super high performer yourself like what do you do books Man, you, you know, I put myself in, you know, so we got connected because um, we're mutual friends of this guy, Joel Marion. And Joel Marion, you know, he brings together yeah. amazing people. So I always try and put myself in the room with people that are way smarter than me. I'm usually going through one or two courses at the same time. I don't read as many books as I used to because I used to actually, this is funny, I used to hate watching video. It was so painful for me. But in the last year, I started watching video um courses and that's kind of replaced nice, my books nice. but i'm always learning i learn probably an hour or two a day and uh, you know I'm, I'm kind of the person who likes to learn um and you know naturally i'd be learning something and so i force myself to do it and moving down here to to mexico has also forced me to learn wow. spanish too so i spent 20 or 30 minutes man interest okay uh i took three years of spanish i could probably tell you a few words la ventana uh, verde <laughs> yeah that's about it right there for you all right, Craig, we're going to play out your dream scenario. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who are you going to have at your table and what are you eating? Very, very important question. I am. I know what I'm eating. I'm, I'm at Prime Ooh. 112. We're having this dinner at Prime 112, wow. 112, and I'm definitely having the birthday cake dessert. My wife and I uh, still dream about that. <laughs> and so the, the first person I'm going to have there is my father. He passed away uh, too young, and you know I would, I would give anything for another moment with him. Uh, the, second thing, the second person would be Earl Nightingale. You know, he's kind of uh-huh. like the father of yeah, personal totally. development. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Tony Robbins, because I haven't spent much time with Tony, but Joel has, and just says there's nobody like him. Uh, so I would like to get a shot at that. So I think the, I don't know what my father would really contribute to the, to the time, but, uh, those two gentlemen would probably be able to school me. You know what? He probably told us the same story. He was telling me that too. Like he was in a room with him, like just a small room with Tony. He's like, did you dudes the real just a few of them? It's amazing. That's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. uh yeah, we'll it go really hang is. out with him sometime, somewhere. Well, he's close to you. I think he's down in Florida. Exactly. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Last question, but before we get there, how can we all follow you, support you, check out the perfect day, just immerse ourselves in Craig? Yeah, two things. Two things. One, find me on Instagram at real Craig Ballantine. Real Craig Ballantine. And two, get my books. I'm going to give them to you for free. You don't have to give me your email or anything. You're going to go to craigvalentine.com forward slash free books. You're going to start with the perfect week. And then if you or anyone you know suffers from anxiety in any format, you're going to read Unstoppable. Mm. That's, uh, that's the toolbox that I built that helped me overcome crippling anxiety attacks. And then you're going to read the perfect day formula that will help you own your morning and Dude, win your day. It's great, man. Yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah. That's the Going through the hell. That, that's more of your personal story. 
Yeah, it starts off with my personal story and then it gets into the the tools that you can use. Doesn't matter if you call it anxiety or stress. It doesn't matter if you have it like on a one out of 10 level or if if like me, you have actually been to the doctor emergency room because of this anxiety thinking you're having a heart attack, but it will just give you the tools like you'll never feel anxious again. I think everybody needs that. Yeah. Sell it to everyone in yeah. LA. Hey, I'd be amiss if we didn't hit on also like your ability to help people get from zero to a million. You've helped what, like 260 or somewhere around there, entrepreneurs get to the first seven figures? Yeah, yeah. It's been really it's been really fun. And so as, as long as someone comes in with a little bit of expertise, we just show them how to how to get going, how to get the systems, systems in place man. to scale so up. Important. And so, you know, I, our friend Joel Marion was a struggling high school teacher in 2009 when he met me and he was working, he was working on a side business at like three o'clock in the morning. And six months later, I mean, that guy is a machine, but I just kind of gave him the little systems and framework that, that he needed. Okay. We need to talk offline about this for sure. I want to come work with you because I know what Joel did. It's like where he got to. Yeah. And just FYI, our friend Joel, who was the, uh, the teacher, he just sold his company for almost a billion dollars with a B. Yeah, there you go. So it works. Yeah. All right, last question. Drop the mic on it. It can be a word. It can be a phrase. If somebody is stuck in their situation, they don't know how to get out, they can't see past where they currently are, what word of advice or piece of advice would you give them to be able to get unstuck and have vision and have goals moving forward? I will, I will say this, that it's, hard, it's tough love, but there is someone somewhere in worse yeah. circumstances, doing more than what Good. we're doing right now. And as tough as it is, we got to go and we got to show up every single day, do the basics and keep That's moving forward. Beautiful. Craig, you're the man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Dude, that was awesome. So good.